0: Hello, and welcome back to the Enrooted Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about how to see if you might be getting taken advantage of. This is one of the bigger fears and concerns most women have expressed they have when they first take on their land ownership roles, and I get it. It can be overwhelming, and you don't really know who you can trust, if they're telling you the truth, if if you're working with the right person, or are they just trying to take advantage of you being naive? Think of stereotypical car mechanic, car salesman. Women feel this way across the board with almost everything that they just don't have the understanding of. And in most cases, it tends to be in those male-dominated fields. And there's nothing wrong with those fields at all. And I would say most cases, most of the people are very ethical, great resources. But there is still always that little voice in the back of our head that says, are they just trying to take advantage of your lack of knowledge? Are they really telling you the truth? Is this really how it's supposed to go? Am I really getting the best price here? And it's these what if factors that will often lead us into that analysis paralysis feeling of not wanting to move forward. That, or we do the vice versa and we just agree to absolutely everything and then have these overwhelmingly guilt, regretful, buyer's remorse type of emotions going through us even if it was a fair deal, we may constantly having this regret of, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I don't, I I don't really feel comfortable with this anymore. But you've already committed or you've already gotten started. Or worst case scenario, you've already completed whatever it is that's giving you that feeling. And when it comes to land management, honestly, it's probably doing a timber sale. In most cases, a timber sale, doing that clear cut, doing that tree harvesting, is one of the most emotional land management practices that you're gonna be doing. And I get it, we are taught for years and years to uh, not print this email, save a tree, to save the forest, stop deforestation. We want to save the world and keep the trees. And I love trees, a hundred percent. I'm in this field because I am obsessed with trees. I love forests, but becoming a forester, I really realized that cutting trees isn't the end all of all things. It isn't the devil doing work. It isn't humanity taking advantage of the land just for their own profits. It's a good tool. It's a needed management tool and without it, there can be some disastrous effects and nature is going to do what nature does, but it may be detrimental to your long-term land sustainability. All right, so how can you tell if you're being taken advantage of? We're gonna be talking about three red flags. Now, individually, these red flags aren't going to be deal breakers in most cases. I'll let you know if there is one, but all in all individually these aren't necessarily deal breakers but when you put them together and when you put them with that little stirring inside of your gut that says "Mm, I don't know if this is right those are your red flag markers all right so what are they What are these red flags that you need to be aware of to know if someone is trying to pull the wool over your eyes to take advantage of you in either your grief or your lack of knowledge? Number one, that card in the mail. This is probably the most stereotypical and most talked about aspect. You get that card in the mail, you get that email, you get that phone call, especially these days with the phone calls and text messages, but you get something that says, hey, I've noticed you have property. I notice you have timberland. I notice you have forest land, real estate land, whatever. They're going to use different terms, all right? But they're going to say, we buy this. We buy land for cash value. Give us a call at, you know, 111 all right? We can offer you cash value up front. Now, sending cards in the mail to let people know you're in the area for logging, that you do sell and buy land is a marketing tool. And so this by itself doesn't mean that person is trying to scam you. When it does have big words emphasizing cash value, to me that's more of a, it's a, more of a red flag hesitancy aspect for it. But getting a simple letter in the mail doesn't mean that they are naturally unworthy. It just means kind of put your, put your feelers up, you know, stand on your guard. Don't be willing to just jump on this because they're the first person that reached out to you. Because it's also amazing how these cards appear right after a change in ownership. The cards, the phone call, the emails, in combination to right after an ownership name change, That's more of the flag. Those who are doing it for marketing tactics, just to let you know we're in the area, to let you know that they are a new land broker that can help you with your land buying or selling needs. Maybe it coincidentally does happen after a land inheritance, but all in all, it's more of a shotgun style. They are sending this to absolutely everyone, maybe within a certain county radius if you get a particular notice with very detailed information about your property after an inheritance, that's when I'm like, "Mm, I'm not so quite sure about this. And again, it's probably going to say cash offer. Maybe they tell you the price they can offer, maybe they don't. But all in all, that has me a little bit more hesitant Maybe I do call and learn a little bit more, but that's my first red flag, to to be a little wary of this. And honestly, if I were you, don't even call, don't, because you might get wooed by their silver tongue, because these are salesmen, and they became salesmen, for a particular reason, and it probably is because they're good talkers to make you feel good and comfortable. So don't even call. All right. So that's red flag number one. Be wary of people offering you cash value for your property, especially right after an inheritance. Red flag number two. Someone does meet with you. You agree to meet with them and they're talking about selling your trees, buying your trees. Usually it's about buying your trees from you. They don't want to sell your trees for you. They want to buy your trees or buy your land. Um, A consultant forester, and we'll go into this in a minute, is someone that will help you sell your trees. So if someone is offering to buy your trees, buy your land, buy your timber, and they are being pushy, They are trying to get you to commit kind of right there in that meeting. That's a red flag to me. Again, think of the car salesman tactic where I don't know where the statistic came from. I've heard it a couple of times where car salesmen realize about 80% of people that leave their lot never come back. No matter how much we might say, oh, I promise I'm just going to shop around a little bit and then I will come back and uh, I will buy this car from you. I'm just going to sleep on it. They know you're not coming back. And so they will do everything they can to keep you on the lot while they have you, while they have you interested, while your emotions are still in that high excitement you know, having the high levels of dopamine that are making you feel good, that yes, this is an exciting time, this is the right move I am going to commit right now, even though I just saw this 30 minutes ago and I just decided I wanna do this. The same can be true with someone trying to push to buy your timber now. They are trying to get you to commit to them while they are there. And that's, that's a red flag. You need to sleep on it. Anyone that is trying to push you to make a decision is someone you don't want to work with. It took you 20, 30, 40 years to grow these trees. I don't want you selling it to the first person who has a silver tongue, is convincing you this is a good deal in 30 minutes. You need to sleep on it you need to trust the process you need to understand the process you need to trust who you're working with and you need to feel comfortable with doing this huge land management land change because not only is it the financial aspect i want to make sure you're not getting taken advantage of i also want to make sure emotionally you are ready for this drastic change because it may be, you know, kind of woo feelings type of aspects of cutting trees, but it is a honest part of why most landowners hate clear cuts because it is such a drastic eyesore change. You've got, grown the last several years seeing this mature forest out there and all of a sudden it's all gone and looks like a tornado just went through it. It won't be like that forever, but that extreme differences is very emotional and brings in a lot of regretful feelings. And so if you are not comfortable with the person who you made a deal with, if you agreed to this drastic change on the whim of coffee, of someone buying you lunch and agreeing to sell your timber to them right there in 30 minutes, in an hour, in maybe a whole afternoon you spent with them, and you didn't sleep on it, and you didn't sleep on it, I would say even for a few nights, maybe a week, talk it over for a month. I don't know how long it's going to take you, but it needs to take you more than that 30 minutes to a couple hours of talking to someone offering you that cash value. But You will notice the more you say you need to think on it, they're probably going to get a little bit pushier. They're going to give you a lot of reasons why you don't need to take your time. The markets are going to change. The stumpage prices are great the way they are right now, but he can't guarantee what they're going to be tomorrow, what they're going to be next week. He does have a slight point. Stumpage can change semi-fast depending on the weather, depending on the land type that you have. But... It's not going to change that drastically in most cases. And honestly, maybe the quarter that you lose by taking a couple months to decide, it's worth the peace of mind to feel comfortable with that process. On the flip side, stumpage could always go up, so you could always get more more money later. We're gonna be talking about money and what goes into your stumpage in another episode, so stay tuned on what factors play into that. But do know there are a ton of external factors, and so the price that he is offering you right now and guaranteeing you isn't always exactly what you see. So, the first red flag, getting a cash value letter, call, email, right after an inheritance, and number two, meeting with them or meeting with somebody who is pushing you to commit to them immediately and not giving you time to talk it over, to sleep on it, to think it over. Number three, the third red flag. Someone who won't give you a contract. It's not always as obvious as you may say, hey, can we have a contract? And they're going to go, nope. I don't do contracts. Let's just shake on it. You know, I'm a good guy. I promise you, I'm giving you a good deal. We don't need to worry about contracts. It's probably not going to come off that way. It probably will sound more like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you that contract. Let me, let me get back to my office, type up a few things, you know, put your information in there, get everything squared away. But, you know, I got... I got my logging crew, they're right around the corner. They can get started tomorrow. I can start moving my guys tomorrow. So how about while I get the contract settled out, let's just go ahead and get started. Let's not lose any time, let's not lose any momentum. It looks like it's gonna be raining in soon and I wanna make sure we can get to your property before that uh, that, that north, north front rainstorm that you heard about on the news before that comes in. So let's go ahead and get started and I promise I'll get you that contract. And you're like, you know what? That makes sense, like why wait? He's literally right next door, he's right down the road. He can get started and we'll get that contract, we'll get things squared away. So you agree, because it just makes sense. You trust him, he seems like a nice, nice fellow. So you say, okay, he moves his equipment on site. And then you don't, you don't get that contract. He goes back to his office, quote unquote, and you never receive that contract okay so you call them back the next day two days later you notice they're they're making some good progress on harvesting your trees you're seeing the truck loads leave so you say hey uh i never got that contract and it could go a couple ways it could go one oh did you check your spam box i swore i sent it let me let me go back and he searches his phone and is like oh you know what my phone has been acting funny. I'm gonna to have to go back to my my laptop, my computer, back at the office. But I promise, you know, look for this email, and you should check. You should be able to get it by by five o'clock today. I promise, end of closed day, I will get that contract to you. I'm so sorry. I guess I got lost in the inter interweb. Uh, if you if you don't notice it by five o'clock, be sure to check your spam box. It might have gotten stuck in there. A lot of times, my clients, customers, contracts get stuck in their spam box so check that out and uh and then let me know you say yeah okay yeah no, that makes sense I've sent plenty of emails that I've gotten lost myself and if you're on the opposite side of myself you you know I've been trying to send emails and they disappear in the interweb I don't know what Gmail's happening right now so that makes logical sense you've seen that happen he is probably not lying it was probably just an honest mistake that he sent it been wondering the same reason why you haven't sent it back signed all the while, they are still harvesting your trees. Now it could also go like this: Hey, uh, you didn't send that contract. He's like, you know what? I've just been so busy. I am so sorry. I haven't made it back to the office yet to to get that to you. I've been trying to make sure we're sorting and maximizing our profits for you, and getting everything done right. And you know, Miss Susie down the road, I had to go back up, and uh, we had to rehab a couple of things for her real quick. Um, and I'm just so sorry I haven't gotten that to you. Let, I, I will get that to you. A couple days go by. You call again. And he's like, you know what? It's in the truck, but it's in my other truck. I got a flat tire and I had to switch trucks. This isn't my truck. and It's in that truck and I it's, it's there. I promise I will get it to you. I will bring it to you personally. And he never does. You never get that contract. And next thing you know, all your trees are gone. And maybe it's a mess. Maybe they didn't harvest everything that you thought they were. Maybe the roads are completely destroyed. Maybe you haven't really been receiving your checks consistently. And so now all of your your red flags, warning signs are hitting you. You're like, oh my goodness, my trees are gone. You can't glue them back. They are gone. I have no contract. I can't prove anything and now it's a case of he said she said and all of a sudden his tune changes a little bit of no we didn't say we were going to clear cut everything we said we were just going to take the pine trees on this segment we're not gonna touch your hardwoods we're not going to get that little stand over there across the stream we never agreed to that we never said we were gonna uh, sort for these different products I I said I could offer you this, but um, we never actually agreed on that. But you you, you vividly remember that you did, but it's his word versus your word, and nothing's written down. That's a hard case to prove. Now, I'm actually gonna give you a fourth red flag. Bonus, bonus red flag here. You do get a contract. And you get prices written down all right he's meeting all the check marks he's giving you a little bit of time he's letting you sleep on it he gave you paperwork that has stuff written down but he's really emphasizing how much money you can make on those poles those poles are great value stumpage is through the roof for them you can make so much money now we got to do it look at this pole price now we might be losing a little bit on the pulpwood i can't offer you as much as down here on the popwood, but you're gonna make up for that lack of stumpage right down there over here when we harvest these high quality high stumpage poles and he's really focusing you on that particular product with that particular high stumpage value trying to get you to ignore the low rates for those low quality products, because they're low quality products anyways. No one really wants a whole lot of those. You're not going to be worrying about that, because it's low quality, low rates, that's to be expected. But over here, this is where the money meets the bank. That sounds great. You got it written down. You got a contract. He let you sleep on it for a couple nights. Makes sense. Okay, let's do this. You sign it get started. Next thing you know, it turns out you primarily only have low quality products. There are no poles on your tract at all. So all of those high prices that he promised you, all of those sweet profits, you're going to make all of this money when we maximize our poles, sort out our poles. This is where you're going to make your biggest bang for your buck. And it turns out you mostly had pulpwood and chip and saw. So all you're getting is that low rate, that low rate he was trying to hide from you, that low rate he was trying to hide underneath the blanket to push aside saying, don't worry about this. This is just the low quality products. We're not going to be worrying about this anyways. And it turns out that most of your trees are only low quality products. So now you more or less are getting ripped off on your stumpage rate but it's not timber theft, it is unethical, but it's not timber theft. You made the deal, you signed the paperwork. So, it is what it is. There's nothing you can really do about it, even if you took him to court saying he took advantage of you. In the end, you signed that paperwork and there's nothing wrong in the eyes of the law for just making a bad deal. So now you have some four red flags. Some of them, like pushing high-quality stumpage value and trying to get you to ignore low values, is a red flag in and of itself, and you should just run. The others are definitely a combination. When they pile up on one another, when you get a letter in the mail for cash value, when someone is trying to push you to commit to them, when someone is not giving you a contract, definitely run. That is not someone you want to work with. It is someone that is trying to take advantage of your emotional state, of your lack of knowledge, and you deserve so much more. Timber harvesting can be very stressful, period, and you want to make sure you're working with the best consultants that have your best interest out for you. So you're probably thinking, well, how do I know if I'm getting a fair rate, Danielle? If if I'm, I, I'm not knowledgeable and I don't know what the rates are, how do I know if that's a low rate or if that's a fair rate? Like, what goes into that? Stay tuned. We will talk about that on another episode, I promise. But until then, let me know. Have any of these experiences happened to you? Do you have any other personal red flags that you've come across? Or maybe you've had family members that have shared their horror stories about what went wrong. During a timber sale process. Share them with me. I would love to know. Well, I don't love to know. I would like to become more aware of if maybe some of these folks are using different methods nowadays. So, Shoot me an email, landonladies at gmail.com. If you found this podcast particularly very informative, give us a shout out on social media. Share with your friends so they can be aware of for their situation to stand on guard when they encounter any of these particular flags. Until next time, I hope you have a great week.